Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Zero Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I'm so excited to have on a 38-year-old from Stockport, England, a staple with Ultra Cham, Tigers and Aces, broke into the EIHL with the Manchester Phoenix and London Racers, then became a legend with the Sheffield Steelers. One KO Cup, three playoff championships, three league championships, and he suited up with them from about 2005-ish to 2015, earning him a testimonial with Great Britain's national team, one bronze, two silvers. And it appears he has also been in some type of an erotic hockey photo shoot. Welcome to the shed, Mark Thomas. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. So I get into how we know each other. And I guess we never talked before, right? <laughs> no, no, not really. Maybe, Not in a nice maybe, way to each other anyway. No, yeah, maybe there was a couple FUs during a hockey game, right? <laughs> pretty much, yeah, pretty yeah. much in passing. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but you did send your photos for the uh, poster, so I want to know about this picture here. Um, yeah. So you guys were naked on the ice, what, six, seven of you? Yeah, Epi- episode well. 71, Jono, and episode 54, Leggy, were both in yep. this photo, folks. Yep, they were. And, Explain. Uh, this was probably first couple of years in Sheffield <clears throat> and uh, there's like been a bit of a, a change in the way they were recruiting and all this kind of stuff and obviously as you can tell Leggy turned up and uh, another guy who was, was quite popular called Randy Dagenet I'd highly recommend getting him on here because okay. uh, he has got some great stories um, and it was actually uh, it was for ch- a charity uh, all the fact that like, they had a calendar that they were selling off raising money for probably I think it was one of the hospitals around Sheffield each year and they had all the firemen and Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday players. Uh, yep. Yeah, and we got the short stick as well. So, um, yeah, we were fully naked on the ice. Uh, the thing was, there was, there was obviously the people taking photos, but the funny thing about that story was there was a guy with a camera running around videoing it and he spent more time behind us than he did in front of us. So um, I'm not quite sure what was going on there. Yeah. I was curious just how many people were in the rink. Right. Um, it is different. Like in the UK compared to uh, in Canada, like in Canada, you can't show your junk to any women anywhere. But like, I remember in the big blue tent, like yeah. there were ladies that were working for the doctors or the masseuses and there were just, you know, Everything, everything was out there right yeah well obviously that was in the arena and like they had like the box office so there's people coming into the box office to just buy tickets to concerts and we're six seven guys running around the ice in our skates and nothing else so here are you guys explaining that when it's cold in the arena oh, yeah. it doesn't help no, we, us. we already we went well through that before we even get down so yeah it was uh i was in the pool <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man. Um, so I was in an erotic photo shoot in Germany. Um, yeah. you guys were one month. Uh, we did the full, full year. Um, yeah. but they never released the calendar. So, uh, it took uh, me starting up a podcast a decade later to get the photos, but I have them now. I'm just yeah. not allowed to post them. Right. Yeah. That's fair enough. That is fair enough. I mean, like uh, we had a, we also had just diverse in a little bit, you know, you play juice boy at the end of practice. Yeah. Well, we played a strip juice boy once when we were in London. And it didn't end well for a few guys, put it that way. So I, what I'm picturing here then is whoever loses at Juice Boy, then you play some music and he has to well, strip on yeah, the ice. You play, you... Oh, Miss, yes. you have to take... Sorry, Sorry, you froze a second. Uh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So you play shoot out, and then if you miss, you have to take an item of clothing off or an item of equipment off. Oh. And obviously, the lower it went, <laughs> the, the more they came off. And they, it ended up with one guy in his jock, and that was it. I remember playing spray tan boy um, and uh, Richie lost and he had to get a spray tan. That suit him well. Yeah. Yeah. He looked great <laughs> actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's how we know each other um, yeah. is we've both been in somewhat erotic photo shoots, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And then I guess uh, Steelers versus devils, 2014, 15. I remember playing against you. Was that your, you just cut out again. Yeah, yeah. What'd you say? I say, yeah, I remember obviously coming up against you. Was that your first year in the uh, in the old elite league? That was pretty much my only year. I only played there for that year. And then oh. I, I lasted till November the next year. And then my knee went. Ah, yeah. Cause that was my last year. So I thought you were around for a few more, but yeah, it was, that was, that was a good year. Obviously. Uh, yeah. It was obviously, it was, we were, you guys won the challenge cup that year. Against and you we, guys, yeah. And then I think uh, another thing I came to my memory the other night thinking about that is you beat us on the, the Saturday, the Sunday in the Challenge Cup, and then we had to play you on the Tuesday. Mm -hmm. I think you guys were still drunk because we smashed you about 11-1 or something like that. I wouldn't say we were still drunk, but uh, I would say the energy levels were a bit lower than little usual. Low. <laughs> little, little low. low. <laughs> little low. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, uh, fun fact is the Devils are still not allowed back to that hotel. So <laughs> way to go, guys. Really let them know we were there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, then you guys ended up winning the league in front of us. I remember you guys, yeah. got to, you were skating around the trophy in front of us. I was yeah. just livid. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's never nice when that happens, is it? But it's uh... everybody talks about the fourteen-one game or whatever it was. Like, boohoo, yeah. guys. We won a championship, anyways. But we still lost that game at the end of the season to you, where you won the trophy, right? Like, why didn't we just win that game? Win a trophy as well. So that wasn't too bad from your point of view. Like that was that that was what rallied us up and probably helped us kick on towards the end of the season. If I'm honest with you. Mm, yeah. 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 Well. I, uh, I guess both years I was in Cardiff. So that year we played and then the next year you're gone. And uh, that's when I get hurt. I'm just a pregame speaker, but we lost to the Steelers by two points again the next year. Mm -hmm. Brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it all, uh, it changed a little bit there, didn't it? And uh, obviously I think we had a new, we had a change of coach that, after that year as well. Tom, Paul Thompson came in and I right. think, uh, yep. yeah, he, he, he came in and did pretty well, I think. And uh yeah, they managed to win it for a few. I think they, the, the, the thing that was quite funny was every year we had a testimonial, they won they won a championship as well. So that was uh, that was pretty special for the guys. So when was yours? The year after you left? Mine was that year there, the 14-15. And then the following season was uh, Jason Hewitt. He, he right. had his. 
And I, I got him written down. We'll get into him in a second, but uh, oh, pl- I got so plenty who, of who all did who all did you bring back for yours then? Uh, so I had like uh, Randy Dagenet, Steve Munn, um, Leggy was obviously jeepers, you cut out again and came back. Um, and then who else came over? Jody Lehman. You ever heard of him? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So that's another way of how we know each other. Actually, is I would have played against you before 2014. We came right. over with the Beatingheim Steelers in 2008. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So played you played at Sheffield then, did you? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I think we yeah we came over to you guys as well, but I don't know how long you were in Beatingheim for. That I think you guys came over to Germany the year before, and then we came back the next year. That was it. Yeah, like that was that was one of the best trips we went on. I think uh, we went over there to play preseason. You keep played 22 out. minutes. Big power cut in the Beatingheim's rink, and um, and the game got cancelled. So we went straight out on on the lash and, and got to know each other as a, as a group of boys. And that's what you got to do, especially at the start of a season. That is the it, biggest it, thing. You know I bet you guys probably won the championship that year. Yeah, I think we might have done. Yeah, like that was honestly that is Jonna is still there to this day, and the first thing he says is. When everyone's in town, we're going to go out and have a few beers and just get to know each other. And, and you, you don't quite, some people don't quite realize how important that is to the start you know, of the seasons might be the most important time is that first yeah. month. And Figure you can't, you can't have anybody that shows up and gets crushed and acts like an idiot and starts crap. Right. And then your season's not good. If you exactly. show up and all the boys get along and are having a time and you learn to love each other. And next thing yep. you know, you're eating pucks for each other and doing whatever. Right. Yeah. Do whatever it takes, don't you? Then so you like brothers at the end of the day. So, mm-hmm. yep. Okay. Where and what are you doing now? I am uh, in a family, gone into my family business, uh, and I work. What's in, that? So we own a. It's like a specialized attachment. So anything that goes on the end of a digger that attaches hydraulically to the digger. So demolition equipment uh, into like all the small kind of equipment and stuff like that. So pretty much anything that would rip down an ice rink in about twenty minutes that goes on a big demolition. Imagine like big scissors or big pulverizers that eat concrete. So you guys are manufacturing it? And no, so, we, so we're like a hire and a sales fleet. So we're, we're represents, we represent other companies and sell, sell them in and around the UK and, and, and around Manchester. So um, yeah, it's good. It's, it's good fun. But you know what? I actually, I thought about what the questions that you were going to ask me and I, and I really struggled to transition from playing hockey into that. And I know I've heard your, your podcast before. I've heard you talk about how you, and this is why you're doing this, isn't it? At the end of oh, the day. Like, God. Yeah, dude. Um, I, you know what happened to me was I had to renew my uh, health card <clears throat> and it was from five years ago. My picture. Yeah. The picture from this year compared to five years ago was like a different person. Like when I first retired that photo, I would have taken when I just got back I look like the most miserable, fat loser you've ever seen. I can't believe my wife still had to kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Like it's it's more difficult than a lot of people think about, and, and you don't you can't really think about it until you're in that position, can you? And it's too late well, almost. And like you can try and explain it to the active players, and you can try and like let them know what's going to be like, but. They're doing their thing, and they don't like. They're not going to get. You don't get it until you get it. <laughs> Like Ron, Ron Shudra saying things like that to us when we were kids, and we're like, "Yeah, whatever, we'll, we'll never be like that." And then before you know it, you click your fingers, and, and, yeah. you're, and you're and you are that. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. yeah, it can be tough, and uh, I definitely struggled with it. It's something I haven't talked about much, but definitely one hundred percent found oh. it hard getting up, going to work, and 
being on a completely different routine with kids and yeah no it's uh yeah no and uh it's uh, there's a lot of guys around our age that all kind of retired around that same year and uh yeah it it, it is a grind man like yeah. when like, that's I, all I, you've I, known i felt i probably could have played a few more years but i also knew in the back of my mind that i had you know, I had the real world coming up there and uh, I figured the early, I suppose at that point I was, if I get into it now, it might, might help me further down the line in, on that side of things. So yeah, that was a, a part of my, my driving force into going into what I was the new, not that I really, really wanted to, but. Well, I'm to I'll be honest, I'm kind of thankful my knee went because I would have got into the routine a lot of guys do where you just keep going back for a year because it's easier um yep. you're getting paid more than you would in the real world but like yep. you got to start at some point and yeah. i think it's easier to transition in your early 30s than around 40 um yeah. and there's more opportunities but like it's a grind man and then you got to find someone that'll take a chance on you whether yep. it's family or it's people you meet That's um it. I got very, very lucky, man. You, my story of the way it all went is so ridiculous that yeah. I've never explained it, but basically I was at the playground in my yeah. neighborhood with the kids and I met a guy and we just got shooting the breeze. Yeah. And I told him my story of how like I moved here to work at one place, but I wasn't getting in because I had no experience and my wife yeah. can't work in Canada. I've been playing hockey. I got no job. and like two kids. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and then anyways, he, uh, he said, well, my company's got jobs. And I'm like, well, I heard that place you travel a lot. He goes, well, there's some jobs that do some that are right here. And then anyways, I end up working for this company and, um, it's, they, they're just fantastic people. I had to go out and like, they didn't know where I was going to fit in the company. And then, uh, they had a drawer quit. So then I started drawing <laughs> and yeah. then uh, I got better at that. And then next thing I knew, I now I get to be the supervisor. And it's like the way it yeah. all turned out um, when I moved to a rural place in the middle of nowhere and that it's all worked out for my family is a lot mm -hmm. of thanks to uh, that neighbor of mine that just retired. Yeah. There you go. Mm -hmm. It's uh, some nice people out there pointing in the right direction and send you on a different path isn't it, at the end of the day. And you Sometimes you need to get thrown a bone, right? That's it. That is it. Exactly. So, yeah. It's, I mean, I was with uh, I was with Johnny yesterday, actually, Jonathan Phillips. His kids were playing against my kids in under-14s hockey in Manchester last night. So, yeah. I, How'd I, it go? I, oh, the Sheffield won, to be fair. So, Oh, you cut out. Game. Yeah, it was a pretty good game. They they won they won seven four, and they've just they've just introduced now uh, since Christmas like contact into under 14s hockey. So yeah, it got a bit feisty last night. So it was uh, yeah, it was it was good fun. Though the kids have got to learn, haven't they, and all that kind of stuff. So oh yeah. So how many kids do you have? I've got two. One of them is in hockey. Uh, one he's thirteen, and he, I mean he's he's nearly as tall as me now. Stealing wears the same size shoes as me. And uh, yeah, he's and then the other one doesn't doesn't really want to play hockey anymore. So he, I'm not going to force him to play. If he doesn't want to play, he doesn't play. He's yeah. too involved in, in Fortnite, I think, which is a big problem. But that's, <laughs> it is. Oh, they can get is. into that, man. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, that is it. So yeah, no, he doesn't want to play. So I won't I won't force him into it. And uh, Jonna had two kids playing yesterday, but I actually got Jonna to come sit and open the penalty box in the away in the away end yesterday. So I could me and him. I was doing the clock. It was my turn to run the clock. So we must have played about about 
seven minutes extra yesterday because we forgot to hit the start button because we were too busy talking <laughs> oh yeah when you see each other it's just like you haven't missed a beat right it's that's how it is with every guy yeah and it's like we've never even met i feel like i've we know each on other. the back of the bus with you before <laughs> um but I haven't explained this yet is the Sundine Jersey in the background. This is the first podcast with that in the shed here. Um, So episode 93, Greg Hotham, Andrew Hotham and Scott Hotham's old man from the Cardiff Devils. Um, So when he came to the shed, he explained he was the president of the Leafs alumni association. And um, I said, well, I'd like to raise money for charity. And I explained my, uh, my nephew had had heart surgery in the last year or two. And, um, they did a great job at Toronto sick kids and I'd like to raise money for them and whatever. And, mm-hmm. uh, this showed up in the mail this week. And, uh, so we're doing a 50, 50 draw and, uh, we're going to raise money for Toronto sick kids, um, for the great job they did for my nephew. So yeah, there you go. Raffle is at aleshockeytails.com folks. Hopefully. Hopefully they raise a lot of money. Exactly. Okay. Um, anyways, so did it, I, the research team saw you're not just working at the family business. You're also the director of player development of the uh, Manchester yeah. Storm. So, yeah, on my LinkedIn profile, that's what it says. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been in, involved with the Storm just like, since Finna came over there. And um, uh, if I'm being brutally honest, like I've not really been involved in hockey since. Uh, well, when I say like, that on that side of it, really that much since my wife passed away a few years ago. And uh, just because, you know, my world's changed a lot and uh, I don't have as much time to go to the rink and, and, and coach the kids and, and see all that. And, and but yeah, they, they, they when they when Finna came over and they set up, they, they took over the storm. I was helped him involved being involved with all that kind of stuff. And, and um, between the storm and the and the storm academy and uh, it's something that they've been working on for for probably four or five years now and uh, hopefully they might start seeing the benefit of it and you know in the next few years where they have a couple of kids that are you know the kids are starting the, the odd one of them is going to go out a practice out with a storm on the on the on the pro team and and it's just a, a steady steady uh stepping stones for the kids that they're, they're being taught stuff that you know in this in this country we don't i don't feel that we have enough links to the juniors um you know like there's not there's there's team pro pro teams in the same rink as a as a junior team and there's literally no you know affiliation to them and uh and the kids all have goals don't they and they all they aspire to be these players that they're, they're their heroes if you like and, and and in manchester they you know the players come out on practice twice a week so they they just do a rotor and they're always they're always out practicing with the kids pointing them in the right directions and and hopefully that pays off in the next few years. So no, oh, it's huge. And when uh, people are willing to give back to the game, it sure helps everything. Like uh, I had Chris Menard. Um, we're in lockdown, or our team's not allowed to play right now, which is baloney. But anyways, um, Chris Menard put on a Zoom practice for my team. Like you know, right. I just asked him, and he would do that for me. It's just good people giving back to the game. It gives the kids something to aspire to, right? 
Yeah, 100%. 100%, you know, and like you say, they've got their heroes that are in the NHL. They've got their heroes that are in the EIHL. And, uh, you know. Well, apparently some of my U11 kids, um, their heroes are now on the Cardiff Devils. Um, I, uh, really? I heard Evan, who was on the podcast, is uh, just watching Cardiff Devils YouTube videos of really? fights from 2014-15, yeah. Yeah, well, that, that might be one. I might be on there getting beat up somewhere along the line. <laughs> so did you fight anybody from Cardiff? Yeah, that yeah. Did you have a kid called My Chan? Yeah, Jesse Mitchin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the first game in Cardiff, I ended up. I wouldn't want to fight him. I don't know. I did all right in that one, actually. I think it was a short one, but I did all right. And then I think the second one, we were uh, we were in Cardiff, and we had uh, I think we were about three up after the well coming towards the end of the first period, and uh, there was like a bit of a scrum in front of the net, and I ended up I had I had um, Hotham grabbing me from the front. I had um who was the big guy called what's up front uh can't remember the tall guy Doug Doug Clarkson Doug Clarkson on one side and Hendrich on the other side and I looked to my left and I was like well he's tough and I looked at <laughs> Hendrich and I was like and I know he's definitely tough yeah. and I was like well Hotham I don't know if you're tough but I know you can score goals so I'll fight you and then ended up squaring <laughs> off with him there was quite a few guys on that devil's team that could go. You had to be careful who you picked. And I ended I up but that year for some reason I ended up getting in about four, five, six fights. Is that right? There was a I lot of fighting that year. Yeah, he, Finner even phoned me after that game. He was like, I've got Zach Fitzgerald asking who you are. And I'm like, just tell him I am nobody and I am not going near him. <laughs> By the way, speaking of Zach Fitzgerald, that guy just made the shed like legitimate on YouTube. I've never really? had anybody watch the YouTube videos. And he put out a tweet saying I had done a great job with his clan buddies. And next thing I knew that YouTube of that episode was at like 500 views in a day. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that's good. And he's, you know what? I've got to know him since then actually as well, because he came to Sheffield the following year. And, well, he's um, got a powerful him. Twitter following. My goodness. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's yeah. He's, he's a good guy. Great guy as well. So yeah. I'm glad I didn't have to go off down that route. Yeah. It would not have ended well. No, no that is the last guy I want to fight. The last guy. Um, Okay, so uh, getting into hockey in Stockport, England, how did it happen? Uh, it, it started with roller hockey, basically. Um, That's how I got. I was a roller hockey enthusiast yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I started playing roller hockey just locally on the street and 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 in like a, a little rec center there, and got onto the local team there. And then the, the Manchester Storm were quite big at that point. Like in in the nineties, they were pulling in eighteen thousand into the MEN Arena in the center of town. And uh, yeah, I always used to go to those games and then figured I'd go down to the local rink and then um, so Stockport down. is in like Manchester then. Yeah. So it's where Altrincham is. So do you know where I'm bench to play now? So I don't, did yeah. you ever play in Altrincham or not? Um, yeah. Like know. where the big the storm shelter is. Yeah, yeah, the storm shell. Oh, the, the oh yeah, no, yeah, I've done pregame speeches there. Um, yeah. I, it's like the, it's I think I played one game there. I, yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah, you know, it's basically the equivalent of Cardiff in Manchester, the, the big blue tent. In oh, Manchester. yeah, no, I loved it, loved it. Great, yeah, I had a great so, time there. <laughs> yeah, but they, they were playing in they were playing in, in another arena right in the center of town, which held like 18,000 people. So it was like pretty big, like everyone in town used to go to it, and it was all this. So that's how I got into it originally, and then um. Obviously went to try out uh, at Altrincham for the under-19s. And that was where I got my uh, first uh, meeting with a, a certain Mr. Hewitt. And, yeah, uh, so I got him written down here because um, 
the research team was hot and it looks like he has like the same up, like the same path. Yeah. You guys both were an ultra cham. Ultra sorry. Ultra cham. <laughs> well, okay. And then, uh, you both were with Manchester Phoenix and Telford yeah. wild foxes, London yeah. racers, then to Sheffield. And then you both become legends there and both win a bunch of stuff and then both have testimonials. So it's like, you guys did the same yeah. thing. Eh? We basically, we, 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 we might have only played three games against each other in our whole career. Like we have literally just, we sort of mirrored each other all the way through. Um, Weird, eh? And you know what, you know what we, we were, we worked hard. We, we were in Altringham as kids and then, we got the opportunity to go to Phoenix where the league changed its structure. So you're saying the rink you grew up playing in is the storm shelter? No, no, no. no. It was another rink around the corner from that. But because it was, Altrincham has always had an ice rink and then they wanted to demolish it for houses that they had to put another one in place, basically, because they didn't want to get rid of it. That's how you end up with circus tents in Cardiff Bay. Basically, (laughs) basically the same sort of thing, yeah. And um, so, yeah, it was actually another rink just around the corner that is no longer there. It's just a bunch of houses right now, but... Uh, that's where it started and then yeah we ended up going we got an opportunity to go for the to the phoenix uh because they had they changed the rules where they had to have a minimum of five british players in the team is when the elite league started um and then we we made that team uh and then after a season that team went bump or they sort of were defunct and, and shut down so uh we actually got i remember me and huey both got a phone call from uh, you know a guy called dennis maxwell no yeah, he'd be worthwhile getting on it. He's got some stories as well. Well, I'd he's like a, you to put in a good word with Huey. I I always like. I he, thought he was, he was he was a competitor. I like playing against him. He could get. Yeah, up. he was. He, he loved it, didn't he? The old bulldog. So you know, mm-hmm. there was he used to love it. So, but Big Maxwell beard, played Maxwell yeah. Maxwell played in Cardiff. So you should maybe get him on. Okay. No. Yeah, no. I, there's so, a lot of people to have on. I tell you, it's hard to keep up. <laughs> I tell you. So yeah, and then he he pulled us in and took us down to London, and we just in London. Like we had just one hell of a team, like, and I'm talking just meat everywhere. I like, saw the lineup. I couldn't believe some of the names <laughs> on that team. Eric Cairns, Eric Cairns, Jason Robinson, Jeremy Cornish, like you name it. It was, it was just like seven, eight deep. And all we used to do was just try and beat people up. So they would them. have paid them a lot of money then to come over. And that's why they go tits up halfway through the year. Uh, I don't know. Like they, they had, um, it was when the year the lockout that so they they're all looking for teams to play for right so they had a few NHLers in the year or a few NHL tough guys playing in the league that year um but yeah they, I think they played a few they, they had something else going on with I don't know whether it was a lawsuit or something where a kid got hit and um he fell down the boards and the rink staff hadn't hadn't screwed the screws in flush so it was out like this and as he came down he ripped his cheek so I don't know whether there was some kind of law. I mean, I'm probably saying something there that they didn't ever want to hear, but I've just said it now, so it's too late. But yeah, and um, yeah, and he in there was some kind of lawsuit going on that they just thought it was best to fold the team. So, you know, halfway through the second season, me and Huey are sat here with no team again, and and well, uh, actually- I was going to ask you what it was like um, playing in London, like that, would, like being right downtown. It couldn't be cheap apartments for a team to be getting for nope. players either. Like they no, had no, even no. to live down there for a player, right? Yeah, exactly. Like the housing just down there is just extortionate. Like uh, I was, we were we were kind of out of town in towards like East London where the where the Olympic Park is now. Um, but yeah, we were out that way in a place called Leytonstone and all like Wanstead and all these kind of places, and they were really good. Only like twenty minutes on the tube, right into the centre of town. So like we'd always go out on a Monday night and 
head to all the nice bars in town and where it's a pound a pint and have a few beers and then sweat it out the following morning. Yeah, no, I, I, I remember when I came to even when in Sheffield 2008, like it was still different, right? Guys were like, yeah. there's more beers in hockey back then. <laughs> there was in a way, but again, it worked okay. sometimes. One thing I didn't want to skip over though, is you said you started an enroller. Okay. So then, yes. how, and by the way, episode 98.5, Ethan Frank is up for the Hobie Baker, best player in college hockey. He started as a roller hockey player too. Yep. And he's up for the best player in ice hockey in the NCAA right now. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. That is so how cool. do you go from roller to ice? Uh, well, I, I couldn't skate. That was for sure. So I, I got on the ice and, uh, and I was, I was playing roller hockey reasonably to a reasonable level. Uh, just, I played for great Britain at roller hockey by that point as well, pretty quickly. And then it was, it was 17. I was start playing ice hockey at 17. Uh, I'd never been on the ice before that. Um, but I literally couldn't stop. And Huey, if you ever get Huey on air, he'll tell you what I was like with, with a few added bits, no doubt. But I couldn't stop. So I figured. And what age I'm is this? 17. You didn't start playing ice hockey till 17? No, no. Didn't play till 17, though. No. You shut your filthy mouth. Really? <laughs> me, me and you play in the same league. Yeah. And I, re- I remember, like, I remember, like, in the Challenge Cup, there was a time I made a really good move. I think it was on you. And it yeah, was yeah. really hard. And I like, I was, fought, it was, it was, I pulled I it I off remember. exactly how I wanted to. And I think you still hold me down. Should have been a penalty. Yeah, I think I remember getting up. And I had my, I was sort of like holding my <laughs> stick down on you and you just levered that to get myself up. I do I, remember. Yeah, actually. I remember. But uh, yeah, no, that you were, didn't even start playing ice hockey until 17. That's kind of, uh, <laughs> geez, that's, kind, I don't know if that's uh, disheartening for me or really <laughs> proud of you or <laughs> yeah. what I feel right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, yeah, well, you know what? I just sort of, I figured if I can't stop, I might as well just run into people. Right. Yeah. That's what I did when I was younger. And well, you know, that's and, how you end up getting in five fights that year too. right? <laughs> much, yeah. I did spend a year in Canada for in, in a place called Banff as well. So that was, uh, when did you do that? The following season, but it's not on any of the stat things that you might have picked no, up. So the research that team never found that. Well, that your research team won't have found that one. So oh. yeah, I spent. A so what are you doing in Banff? How old are you then? I was. That was. I played ice hockey seventeen that first year when I was seventeen, and by the, when I hit eighteen, I, I went to Canada and played a season over there in junior B. The shit you hear in the shed, and then yeah, <laughs> you end up playing like over ten years pro. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Huh. Weird shit. <laughs> okay. Wow. I don't know. So you also played for England in the under twenties too, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So they were, they were te- actually, they were a team in the league in the EPL. Right. So uh, did they have team great Britain at that point? Yeah. 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 So it was just um, basically what they did is try and help the development of kids. They put a team in, in the EPL, which was, and they would play against other teams within that league, but then, all the British players, it, the, the team would change throughout the season, really. And they just pulled players that weren't playing in and but they were competing in the league as well. So I don't oh. know. I didn't really understand it then, neither back then, neither. So yeah, it was way over my head. Sounds so. confusing. Um, but so you do end up breaking in with Manchester Phoenix, right? So that is, is that in the big arena? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. They, they were playing in the big arena that year. And they were like, they're only pulling in 3,000 people in a 17. 17- 17,000 seater. So that would have, that, that sounds it, felt, awful. it felt pretty empty, but you know what? I, one of the, some of the cool things that happened with our first ever game was against Cardiff in their old, old rink. The one before the blue tent. 
downtown. They scored a goal in my first pro game, scored the Phoenix's first pro goal in, in a competitive game anyway. So Is that right? Hey, look at this, guys. We got trivia answers too for people in the shed, right? Yeah. That's a fun fact. You know what? I was proud of it as well. Yeah, so that's your first pro goal in your first pro game? I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I scored first pro goal in first pro game. Holy cow. That is uh, after cool. that, but <laughs> yeah, it was, you know what? It was, you know, something to say that you've done, isn't it? And uh, yeah, I've still got the stick upstairs. My son actually got it out of the loft the, the other week and he was like, what's this dad? I was like, that's my first ever pro goal, that one in my first pro game. So yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty neat to tell him that. So yeah, for sure. Uh, that's awesome. Um, so were the Phoenix any good? And how did you get on to the Phoenix? Because obviously it's a big jump from what you were doing before yeah, to yeah. pro. So because they had to take British players, the Phoenix went down the route of recruiting like local players. Which was you and Huey. Basically, yeah. They held trials. Um, they picked five players out of about 30, that 30, 35 that went on this trial. So, um, yeah. So we went and did that and it was... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how how easily we made the team or not, but yeah, we made it. And we out of the out of the five, me and me and Huey were the ones that had the you know the longest careers, if you like. Well, yeah, you had quite the careers, no doubt. Um, that's cool. You did all that with someone, right? Um, so he grew up in that same area then. Yeah, so he was just on. Well, he's about fifteen minutes from where I live, and it's sort of on the other side of the rink. So yeah, the rink's in the middle of both. But he of still them. plays hockey, doesn't he? I know he's an idiot. What is he doing? Jeepers. <laughs> like, I'm like, just give it, give it up. But he is scoring like six goals a night. I saw that too. The research team was hot. Yeah, um, he has like, over a goal a game like every year. Yeah, I saw him the other day actually. And I was like, right, I've noticed you're not been getting any stars of the weeks anymore because they do this like three stars of the week. And he's like, yeah, well, after the first seven weeks, I think they feel bad they can't keep giving it me every week. So he's <laughs> someone else is getting it now, but... Yeah, you know what? He's got a pretty good job as well. So he works for Bauer in England. Really? It's well, still so. Maybe you can even sponsor the pod because I got nothing but great things to say about Bauer because those were the sticks I used my whole career. The My worst ever hockey playing was when I couldn't use Bauer. So Yeah, yeah that's it. And uh, yeah, he works them. And, and I'm sure if you get him on, I'm sure he'd do something with you. Yeah, even though See? I know he and is we can tight. even donate to charity. We got quite the platform here now. There you go. He's getting yeah. there. If people want to donate something and uh, they get to choose the uh, the raffle or the charity of their choosing, whoever donates. So there you go. New ideas. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, so then you play for a year in the EIHL. So what's that like then finally making the jump to pro? Because it can't be easy when you're what, oh. you're in your second year ice hockey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much third year, I think it was. But yeah, what no, a it joke. Was, that's yeah, it was, that's it was, ridiculous. Do you know that? Yeah, it was it was an eye opener, that's for sure. I mean, like we literally got on the. I was I wasn't allowed to play D that year because uh, they didn't they didn't trust me enough, which was fair enough. But, so your um, fourth line right wing or what? Yeah, or you're we, a left. No, we, didn't, we didn't have four lines back then. We were third line. We had you know. Oh, you only three had lines three of, lines. Three lines of forwards and five forwards if we were lucky. Yeah, five D. Sorry, if we were lucky, and uh, yeah. So the, basically, the third line was made up of me, Huey, and 
a guy called Mark Lovell, and we only ever got on on offensive zone face-offs. And if if the puck came out of their end, then we had to change quickly, basically. <laughs> Isn't it funny with that too? Like if you're only playing that much and there's only two other lines, um, yeah. and like realistically back then, pro hockey players weren't in that good of a shape, good shape. So it couldn't have been the highest uh, tempo a game. Eh? <laughs> yeah, I think it, yeah, it died off, I think, quite quickly after midway through the second period, but... For me yeah. and Huey, we didn't know any different, right? We're still like trying to go up and trying to catch up as opposed to coming the other way. And it was, but you know what? We met we met some good guys there on that team. There was some some nice guys who were who looked after us and took us under our wing. We actually became uh, our equipment. A funny story: our, our equipment guy fell over and broke his shoulder in the ice and his elbow, so he couldn't do it anymore. So they approached me and Huey. They were like, uh, "Can you help us out and, and and become the equipment manager for?" for the rest of this for the next like six to eight weeks, which was like, so it's, it's kind of like how Thomas Murdy became the uh, equipment <laughs> manager in Cardiff. Like basically. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we, uh, we, like, we'll give you the team ban and you can drive around it. So me and you were like, Oh yeah, we'll do anything. Like we weren't <laughs> yeah. really bothered. We were like, didn't do anything else during the day. So it was like happy days. So anyway, the first, first time comes around, we played on the Sunday night. We had the jerseys. We came in on the Monday morning. We knew we didn't know, but anyway, we're like 19 at this time, 20. We pulled them all out the wash, threw them all in, in the dryer and just hit the dry button. And they came out like a four-year-old's jersey, basically. All the all the, the print on the back had sucked it all in and, and shrunk all the jersey. <laughs> oh, my God. Two 20-year-olds. I still, I still don't know how to do laundry, so. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I just dump everything in the wash and then straight in the dryer. Yeah. And then I learned that I wasn't supposed to put it in the dryer after that. So, but well, yeah, that hey, was... but that, you know what? That's um, the reason Sheffield won so many years. It's like, you got to have good people to win championships, I think. And yeah. uh, just, I can just tell. And, you know, when I post stuff and what people write to me, I can just yeah. tell exactly uh, the teammates you and Huey were um, and why Sheffield won so much. You got you two, you got Jono. Um, you yeah. got Leggy, which was also a dandy. And then yeah. you got the goalie, Jody Lehman, for a while, yeah. who was also yeah. a dandy was, from what I hear. Was, so there was there was a few of us. It was Rod Sarich as well. Right. Uh, you know, he was around for a long time, still lives in England. Um, with his Quite the core, stuff. right? And it's yeah. like what Cardiff had then after with the Joey Martins and Joey Haddads of, exactly. and Richie yeah. and Batchy, like the great people that are also great hockey players. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it is. It's, it goes a long way that and. I think some of that is probably lost in today's. Are game. you ready for your player review yet? Yeah, I'll know. I don't you know, know that I can do player reviews just by potting with people, but I've played against you, so can, it's not can, that. Can you fair. not bring up why I couldn't pivot to the right? <laughs> I can you only could. That's that's why it was a penalty, folks. It should have been a penalty, <laughs> <laughs> but we won anyways. Um, no, you don't want it. It's fine. Now go with it. Go on, give it me. Okay, are you ready? Uh, I'm man enough now. I think. All right, here we go. Um. You're a teammate kind of like Richie. You'll just do whatever, whatever the team asks of you. Like if they're like, will you uh, block that shot with your face? You'll be like, yeah. Like, how do you want me to do it? Um, you'll do that, but you don't want to be on the power play. You really don't. You, 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 what you want is you want to be on the PK and you, th that's what you want. You can't wait to shut down the power play. That's what gets you going every game. You can't wait to yep. shut down the other team's players. Um, you know what? You didn't mind the glassing out. It's a safe play, right? It's a safe play. It's expert. out. But uh, you know 
exactly every time you got beat because it drove you nuts the rest of the day because yeah. you wanted to be very good at defending and you knew that was your bread and butter and that's what you did all the time was you made sure you were making the safe play you were never going to be the reason the team was going to get scored on um sure. you were just making it safe and you're not you know you're either the fourth d man or the fifth d man but it doesn't matter because you're going to be shutting down top players it doesn't matter who you're out there against you can play against anybody yeah exactly you know i just i was just willing to do whatever it took to win as long as we won that was the main that you was know the main what thing. there's a lot of british teammates like that yeah yeah and you know what i was i didn't i i wasn't going to score goals and i don't know what it was but I, whenever i did score goals they always seemed to be in overtime or some like that but i think it was because in the back of my head I was like, oh, we've got a point, so I might as well just give it a go and see what happens. Right, yeah. And, but you're, but during the game, you weren't going to do that. You're going to play it never. safe, and you're going to get the team the point, right? Correct. Never, yeah. never, never take risks. But, yeah, I was an expert in getting glassing out and not going for icing as well. I became uh, an expert. It, it, it is a talent, even on the wing, too, as a right winger, that if you yeah. can chip it off the glass and kind of yeah. alley-oop it out there yeah. for the left winger, yeah, it gets some totally. assists, too, you know? <laughs> people, Some people don't understand how hard that is. You know, I agree. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, geez. Okay. I don't know where we're at now. Do you know? Uh, oh, we've, done the, we've done the Phoenix and then we've gone to London a little bit and talked about that. So it's We did other into- than what the fans were like in London and you guys were yeah. a team full of heavyweights. So what, <laughs> what were the best fights you've seen? Anything wild? Uh, I seen Cairns, uh, Eric Cairns, Wade Belak. Oh boy. Front, front, front row seats for that one. For like what? Yeah. For like five hundred pounds a week, or what? What were they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are those two guys fighting each other for? For the money you're making? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I, I remember that the uh, that they did it, and then um, Cairns was. We came in the locker room after, and he said, "Well, what were you talking about when you when you sort of fell over?" And he was asking me. He said, "I told you. I knew you hadn't taken your pills today." And he was like, oh, "His happy pills. He hadn't took them today." So, yeah, that, he was joking about that. And then uh, I think the week later. He fought a guy called Dion Darling as well in Sheffield. I, I crushed someone from behind. A guy called Mark Lefebvre. You heard of him? Isn't it? Wasn't he a coach? Yeah, he was coaching Dundee for a while. When yeah, you yeah, yeah. Nice hair, like jet yeah, yeah, swept yeah. Love, over there. Like flow, yeah, yeah, fancy, was, fancy uh, suits. I remember him. Yeah. yeah, he was playing in Sheffield. I crushed him from behind, and Darling. I was like, well, no one's going to do anything. Then Darling came in, and then Ken just grabbed Darling and give him a little bit of a beating. So well, it was a good fight, actually, to be fair. And uh, yeah. And then uh, yeah, I saw some front like Cornish beat up Payet, and then they had, they had about six fights the one year, and then Corny every time I think he broke his nose once, and then two weeks later Payet was asking to fight him again in Coventry, and Corny was like fight him, fought him again, and just caught him with one right in the nose, dropped him, then he went right past their bench, giving him high fives on their bench, and yeah, there's been some. It was just. It was a whole carnage. different game, wasn't it? Was it was absolute carnage. We had, we had a huge bench brawl with Coventry once as well. Huey was out. He was in the playoffs. Huey had blown his knee the game before, so he was on the bench being head coach. And um, yeah, it all gone off. We all, everyone was all on the ice. And then. And Paul I think Tom- these. I honestly think these are the videos, and this is around the time when I'm. F- coming to Europe or thinking about coming or whatever. And um, you see the videos of what's going on in the UK league on the internet or wherever. And you're like, well, I ain't going to that league. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're all right. (laughs) (laughs) But it's amazing how they've changed their, 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 the the highlight of that, that not not a lot of people see on the video is because he was on the bench. Uh, Obviously things were getting said between the benches as well. And, and um, Cairns got dragged off. And uh, like someone had thrown a stick over the, towards the bench, towards him. 
And uh, Huey picked it up and you can just see the anger in his face and just javelins it back <laughs> right at Paul Thompson. <laughs> so they, they, they laughed and joked about that for years at GB. But yeah, Huey was not happy about that when that came over. So yeah, not a lot of people brought that up, thank God. Uh, Huey's a bit of a competitor. I remember yeah. playing against him. He's like a bulldog out there, eh? Oh yeah, that was that was the old nickname, wasn't it, when Sheffield? So yeah, uh, he, he worked he hard. Like yeah. Um, <laughs> so then you guys had a lot of fans then in that rink. I, uh, you London. know what? It wasn't. It was hard. Like we played on a Friday night at eight thirty in London, uh-huh. because part of the reason it was eight thirty was because the teams couldn't get to us because of the traffic. Uh, and like I don't know, it was a weird, we had we had we had a small core of fans. What we're talking five, six, seven hundred people. That was about it. Yeah. It was only a small rink, only a small rink that hold about twelve, thirteen hundred people. So, I mean, in hindsight, now looking back at it, there's no. It was only ever going to go one way with, you know, like they just weren't going to be able to make it pay. Like there was no, yeah, you got, you'd have to do it big time, right? If correct, I think, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense, not with the price of apartments. Then you, how are you going to get a big fan base? And there's so much to do in London, right? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then you guys go bankrupt. So then do you guys have agents? How do you end up in Sheffield, both of you? Because well, they, they would have had a full team, right? They would have had a full yeah, team so of players. So what happened was, yeah, we went, we've actually played in Sheffield on the Friday night. And we got told before the game, or just after the game, that this that Sunday would be our last game. And our last game was in Cardiff. Um so uh, at that point, me and Huey didn't know this, but Dennis Maxwell, who was the coach, Sheffield were having a tough time. They were they were going to get rid of their coach. So they interviewed Maxwell to go for that job. So bearing in mind, Maxie's on the ice on the Friday night, basically just slagging their whole team, calling them all a bunch of pussies and whatever. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that or not. You're and allowed then, to say whatever you want. And then 10 days later, he's their coach. <laughs> that is how it works right <laughs> yeah basically yeah he's just basically slagged them all down and call them all a waste of space and, and then now he's their their coach um so yeah because the, the london team stopped maxi phoned me and he's like you want to come up i need about a week before i can bring you in i was like that's fine so i went home to manchester um and maxi called me up and said you know i want you to come in now so well, it's all about no one. Huey summoned. actually went. This is the only time me and Huey ever played against each other. Uh, Huey went to Basingstoke. Um, my second game or third game for Sheffield was against Basingstoke. So, like national anthems happening, and like I'm looking straight ahead of me from the other blue line. He's just just see his shoulders going like this, like because we've never played against. We were like two. 14 year olds laughing at each other and um isn't it fun playing your buddies oh, yeah. i always had the best time playing my best buddies <laughs> yeah exactly. and you're always trying to have one over on each other right which he, i would he try did. and hit them the hardest <laughs> yeah yeah oh well he, it is, this is what it's leading into so there's a little scrum broke out and we're all tied up with like in our individuals and I, it's all calming down and i've got hold of my guy and I'm not fighting or anything. I was just watching something else going on. I'm looking at the way. Next minute, I just get wham, <laughs> suckered right out the side of my face. And I'm like, what the hell was that? Turn around. And he's just looking at me going, <laughs> chuckling away to himself. And he said, he always says to this day, that was my one opportunity just to give you something. And he just hit me as hard as he could. <laughs> right from a blind he side. He punched oh. right in the face, just oh. suckered. <laughs> right, yeah, right in the side right here. So I wasn't even expecting it or nothing. So, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, we, we've laughed about it for a while. And he's always had that one on me. Uh, well, I don't know. It didn't drop you, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, we, uh, there was a few things I got him back with, but I can't say them on here. Um, so anyways, then, uh, so you're in Sheffield. So then you find like a home there, you're there, like then you're yeah. there the next 10 years. Yeah. 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 So obviously they were, you know, we came in and obviously that year it was me and, and Huey <clears throat> and then Warren Tate was there. And the following season, Jonna, they signed Jonna. Uh, and Jonna came up from Cardiff and then I think that was like the start of like the start of a bit of a change for Sheffield where they were they were sort of building it around almost the British guys and uh, and starting it that way and, and they, they got a core group of players that that pretty much stayed together for for about 10 years you know the it is it was wild myself, how long you guys yeah yeah myself Jonna Huey Roddy came in <clears throat> Um, you know, and Layman was, was there. there. Time, yeah, yeah. Layman. And then we had like Munna was there, Danger was there, um, Leggy, obviously, well, as I mentioned Leggy before. Like there was just, you know, we, we had like six, seven, eight guys that were just pretty much there for 10 years together. And we've all become, you know, really good friends. Um, you know, and we don't all speak to each other in anger. We've got a few WhatsApp groups together that that we all talk about every now and again and, and touch base and stuff like that. But yeah, it was it was the start of of Sheffield trying to figure out how they were going to get back to winning again. Cause they'd gone a few years without winning a few trophies. So, well, they figured it out and yep, um, they did. They made some, you some know rats. what, now that we got so many, we got a lot of Sheffield fans too, of the shed too, just so you yeah, know. Yeah, and yeah. fun fact folks is I guess everybody that knows me will think this is hilarious because I'm so, so into fashion. We have a clothing line now on the website. We're selling clothes. <laughs> Um, so everybody that made fun of my clothes all the time that when they played with me throughout my career ha ha i have hoodies t-shirts soon mugs kids shirts and they're all at the website aleshockeytails.com where you can also buy tickets for the raffle for this sundine jersey and the two ales hockey jersey that's about to be done this weekend but i think it's hilarious that i'm selling clothes because I've been wearing, I still just wear all the same hockey clothes I was given. You're one of those guys, but but really bad dress sense. I'm uh, not. Well, you can ask around with my former teammates. Ask Matthew Myers. Oh yeah. I'll <laughs> ask him. My suit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say suits. I said my suit. <laughs> I only had one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I made it fit every week. Yeah. Yeah. It was never dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I got some questions then now that we're into the meat of this, the Sheffield time, yep. who, who do you think was your best coach in Sheffield? Oh, it's a tough one. Um, you know, I, we had a lot of good coaches, but for me, it was probably Ben Simon. Really? Eh? I yeah, played, yeah, yeah. I played with him in the AHL. Yeah, he was, he was really good. And, and at the point he came to Sheffield, like, you know, myself, uh, Jonna and Huey, we just had our I had kids as well, so like our, we were sort of almost changing our roles within the team as well. We were going from being the young guys to being a bit different more thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> being responsible adults. Yes, um, it's, yeah, it's an adjustment there too. <laughs> yeah, it is. It was, and uh, you know what? Yeah, he was just the way he led by example because he was player coach as well, which is even tougher, right? And um, well, I know how he plays and it's actually quite similar to the way Andrew Lord played. And those are the only guys that can be a player coach and have the respect of a team as the guys that can literally work harder than everybody else. <laughs> yeah. 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 He was, yeah, he was the hardest working player. Like, and he wasn't, you know, he, he also was very quick to recognize when he was having a bad game and he would bench himself, you know, like he, he did that on quite a few times and, 
some coaches haven't done that. You know what I mean? And he was, yeah, he was. He I don't was recall like, Lordo benching himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might be the difference. I remember him benching me. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, yeah, no, he was he was probably the best coach we had. And actually at that time as well, Sheffield were going through a little bit of like ownership troubles and there was a lot of change going on. And a guy from Cardiff was trying to get involved and buy the team and change the wage structures and we were just having none of it. So it was, uh, yeah, it was all a bit messy on the off, off, off the ice, if you like. But yeah, he definitely settled the ship and, and, and kept it shit, you know, going in the right direction. I'm pretty sure he's the head coach in Grand Rapids in the AHL now, right? I, yeah, I think as well. I think, did he help out in the NHL game the other day, the other week or something? I think I saw something on. I know I he was the head coach for Chase Pearson, who's like knocking they, on the NHL's door with the Red Wings. Are they affiliated to Detroit? I don't know. I yeah, that's go. right. He was playing for him. Yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty certain he went help and helped with COVID. He might have, their assistant coach got. COVID or whatever and he got that makes sense because they were they're not far away in Michigan yeah 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 I don't know anything over there so you're pointing me in the right direction no and yeah I don't it's like when I talk about out west Canada or out east Canada I don't know anything because I've never been there but I can talk Europe (laughs) there you go (laughs) Uh, okay um so best coach was Ben Simon he was only what a year yeah, he was only there for a year, but just the way he operated and his professionalism, he was and he, and he got what the players needed. He's a he works, he gives her. He oh, yeah. you know what? Yeah. A lot of similarities to Lordo, to be honest yeah. with you. The way they played hockey, the way how hard they worked on the ice would be oh, yeah. similar to what they do off you know, the and ice. If you asked him for something nine times out of ten, he would have come back and he had it sorted for you. And that's what you can ask for, isn't it? He was uh I remember still the first one of my, my first AHL practice or whatever, we got to get in everybody's vehicles to go to the practice rink. And I got in his truck and there were car seats in the back and little mitts. And I'm like, Holy shit. I'm playing with like real adults now. (laughs) Cause I just came out of university where it's just a party. Right. And then, and then he had car seats. And I, I still remember that moment when I got in the back of his truck and I was like, Whoa, he's like a dad. (laughs) This stuff is real. Yeah. Holy moly. That's like a job now. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, how about other than Sheffield? I got to ask you this before yeah. I skip it is uh, on my notes here. I got finding out the first time you made great Britain when you didn't play ice hockey till 17. Sorry, say that again. Sorry. Say that again. You cracked up. Then. Sorry. The first time you found out you made great Britain. Yeah. I was, uh, do you know the answer to this one? No, no, I thought you were asking me because someone had told Simsy, I told you or something. It was actually Simsy who phoned me to tell me. I've um, actually really, I've actually stopped yeah. contacting other people to ask questions because I like to know what I'm asking. I don't yeah, like yeah. so. I was, um, I was at a uh, Kings of Leon, you're at a concert, and I was about eight beers deep in the box with a load of other guys. And uh, and Simsy phoned me to say that I'd made the national team. and yeah, it was yeah, it was pretty good to be fair. Was Simsy uh, part of the national team at that point? I don't know whether he was or not, but Simsy can't keep a secret, can he? So that's why he <laughs> he'd obviously been informed. So yeah, <laughs> I think oh uh, yeah, and he's the type of guy like obviously Sheffield had a lot of success for a while. Um, you got anything to say about Simsy? Because I didn't know him until I started coming out to my Honestly, shed and. Yeah, like, you know, you might have, from your point of view, you might say, oh, he's a bit of an idiot. But honestly, I've never known anyone who will help anyone out so much. Like, from from the moment I walked in the door in Sheffield to the moment I left, he 
I have nothing but good things to say about that man. He, he helped me so what, much. That's what so many people have said. And like when I was just in Cardiff, I had one perception until yeah. I started coming out to the shed and hearing everybody else's uh, thoughts yeah, yeah. about him. And then I was like, huh. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 there's no one else that cares more about Sheffield either. And he does whatever he, whatever he, he can to, to make Sheffield a better place and, you know, a better organisation. And uh, yeah, you know what? He's done a lot for me in the last few years as well with um, after my wife passed away and uh, he's done all that, you know, he did straight away did charity and all the charity work he does is just, yeah, I don't know. He, he He's amazing. I don't even know how many, how he has spare hours in the day to do anything, if I'm honest with you. Like he... Yeah, and I know a lot of people would might have a complete opposite, uh, you know, thoughts and, and 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 things on him. But you know what, he 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 will do anything to and help anyone if uh, if the, if he comes across them and stuff like that. And then then well, I see him. and that's what I see, and that's what I hear. And uh, yeah, like uh, he seems like the type of guy. I've said this recently: is that like when you're on his team, like he's going to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, and everybody's on his team. He's going to help everybody. He's going to be there. But then. Like yeah. there's no, like, he's the same as me. Like, don't show me you're not on my team. Cause then when you're not on my team, you're not on my team. Well, exactly that. And you know what? Like I got told before I got to Sheffield, as long as you keep Simsy happy, you'll do all right in Sheffield. And like, you know, like if the second you cross him, then that's it. And you're done. And I saw a few, we saw a few players do that in Sheffield or like, if you just weren't cutting it, he would. He but would that's like, the, right. that's just the same in life, right? Like it's with anybody. Right. That's the way yeah. it is. Yeah, and you know what? But he, he's not afraid to make those decisions as well. And you know what? If he, if you're a good person, you got along with him very, very well. If you weren't as good a person and you didn't try to do things shady, he found out about it, and that yeah. was it. Yeah, so, and that's the way it should be. And that's how teams win. Yeah, having exactly. good people around. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, picture with your kid in the trophy. I thought that was cool. What what trophy was your kid in? That was the league. Yeah, so that was the league, the league one. So the two years that my sons were both born, we won the league both years. So that was pretty special because I've got a picture of of both of them in a in a similar, or both sat in a cup for starters. Yeah, so those were two different. Ba- I saw two different pictures. Those were two different babies. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> one you're laying like on your belly, and the other yeah, yeah. one, yeah, that was the first one. The second one with my wife in, and there was another. Yeah, he. He, the, the, that was the second child. Yeah, so that was two years later. So that's really cool. That's quite that, the timing. Yeah, at that point, everyone was like, you need to have another kid so we can win another championship. So um, I was like, you're all right. <laughs> two is enough. Yeah, two's enough. <laughs> two's enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, well, no, it's cool. that And the moments you get with your kids on the ice, right? Oh, like man. that was my part of my favorite part of like at the end of hockey and why I have such a great tie with the Devils was taking my son out on the ice after games and like, the way the fans cheered is like they would chant his name, like the whole arena. Yeah. And it's like those memories you have is taking yeah. your kids out on the ice is something special, isn't it? Yeah. Like actually there's one in the background here now. Like, uh, I don't know if you can see the photo. I might grab it in a minute for you, but I can see a team photo and one up top left. That's the one with the yeah. baby in the trophy. I can see it. No, I think like that's he- the one you sent me. Like oh, this was I, I'm looking at a different frame. I was looking this, at the this one was above. sent to me by a fan after the, when we beat you guys in that last game. You shut your filthy mouth. You didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, I got to to oh, put him man. on my shoulder. Yeah, and and look at the joy in his face, and he. Oh yeah. man, like that, and that was sent to me by a fan, and 
he's got that, you know, in his, for, in his bedroom now. He absolutely for the rest of it. his life, he's got that photo. Yeah. Yeah. He absolutely loves it. So those are the, those are the things that, you know, you get to, to look back on and, you know, he, he. Oh yeah. Gets anywhere close to, you know, going professional or anything like that, but he, it's just the fact he loves it. And that's, that's the main thing, isn't it? You know, I'll never, I'll never force him to do anything. If he wants to do it, then he can do it. So. Right, it's all yeah. If they gotta have the passion for the game and they gotta want to do it, it's not like us go get, for all the guys that got as far as they did. It's not because yeah. their parents were forcing them to do it. It's because no. they loved it. They wanted to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they can't. Any parent that forces their kid, they'll go. They'll go the other way with it eventually. Favorite restaurant in Sheffield? Damon's. What's that? It's a, it's a, uh, it, well, it's not there anymore. It's just shut down about a year ago and they turned it into a Weatherspoons, which mm. can't fault to be fair, but it was a, it's a restaurant called Damon's and it did like steaks. And then for breakfast, you could get French toast and all this kind of stuff. So, so they were the all late, day. So, it, and it's, oh yeah. And on your birthday, you get to eat for free. So it was, it was good to be fair. Mm. Um, but yeah, it became a bit of a tradition in Sheffield on a, on a Sunday when we'd been on the road on a, on a Saturday night. The big group of guys of about five, six, seven of us that would all go to Damon's for pregame meal um, on the Sunday, or, or like a big breakfast, basically. But yeah, we had like French toast, and you know, Your like pregame meal big... is French toast. I don't think that pretty did, much. I, I don't hey. think you're allowed to do that in 2022 anymore. <laughs> well, we were in 2015, and it won that year. So happy days. <laughs> I agree. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Um, what would be your favorite things to do on an off day when playing for the Sheffield Steelers? What do you do in Sheffield on an off day? What do I do in Sheffield on an off day? When you were we a hockey go, player. I know, yeah. We would go into town um, to somewhere like a common room and play. Um, there's like a bar called Common Room and play pool. Um, have a few beers with the boys. And, and that changed again from this, the year one to year 10, like, in year no, one and I year. was trying to figure out if people still play pool because I just had this conversation with someone like pool yeah. was a big deal back at yeah, the start yeah. of pro. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Like we, in year one, year and year two, like it was, we had something called mandatory Monday where the whole team had to go out. And if you didn't, even if you showed up for one beer or 10 beers, you had to, you know, you know where you weren't going. And obviously with us being. That's no how kids, you win championships, like folks. That it is. That is. It goes a long way. No one, they won't fully understand it until they've been there and done it. But yeah. Um, and then yeah, and, and then as you get later on, it was, I don't know. We'd we'd sometimes go and just have a jacuzzi and a bit of a, an executive in the gym and chill out. Basically, yeah. That was that was your days off, really. So or yeah. I'd come home. Well, it's interesting from the start of pro to the end of pro, like oh, the difference of what you do with your days <laughs> off, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing day off? Uh, I'm going out and getting absolutely. Shit faced. I got I got a startup brunch. Yeah, <laughs> I last till. I mean, I last till about dinner, and then yeah, I'm gonna exactly. go home and go to sleep and be ready for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you're in your last year, it's like, oh, I might go to the gym tomorrow and just have a nice like bike ride. And I didn't sweater, do that. <laughs> get a massage. <laughs> I went to the playground with uh, yep. my teammates with a couple beers usually <laughs> with the kids. That's how I ended her. <laughs> I would, that was my active recovery was walking oh, yeah, to the yeah. playgrounds and yep. then, uh, I'd carb load with the beers and then active recovery. home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Um, most memorable Sheffield Steeler team party you were involved in. Uh, it was probably 
a Halloween party. Always a Halloween party. Those are always yeah. the best parties or yeah. Christmas, but Christmas things are starting to get a little too tense in the league and everything, right? Yeah. Halloween's where people really let their hair down. Oh yeah. Cause it's still reasonably early in the season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, we had a, we had a pretty big Halloween turnout every year. Like we used to, there used to be a bar, a pub that was right downtown um, that would shut for us. And we just took it over on a Monday night and, Obviously, all the curtains were shut from the outside. And yeah, because there was some very, very dodgy uh, costumes <laughs> that you wouldn't really want to be out in the public if they were oh, yeah. knowing what was what. There's some interesting uh, outfits yeah. at Halloween parties yeah. for sure. <laughs> I agree. Okay. How about um, what do you think was the most memorable championship you won? Because you won what the league three times, playoffs yeah. three times. So, what, what, what was your favorite or what was the best celebration after? best party after a winning well, yeah well, for me it was probably the year i, I had my testimonial if i'm honest with you just that because the, it, that's the year against yeah, us yeah that's right? your yeah, yeah in yeah, front yeah. of me sorry like when you got the trophy keep, in front of me like that's sorry what you to mean keep sticking the really knife is that, that that's what we're talking about i thought we were getting along <laughs> no, no, yeah, i thought sorry. we were getting along mark yeah, no. No, no, i'm sorry but no, it was it was my testimonial as well so for me personally it was quite a big year right and so what all goes know, on like, in a testimonial like what Basically, is, isn't there like dinners and stuff leading up to it yeah. or something? So I got, uh, we had like all different events. So we had like a question of hockey, which was basically, I don't know if you saw question of sport when you were over there, like a TV show called question of sport. No, I don't know. No, they did it called question of hockey. And they just had that. We had, I got roasted by my teammates. Um, and I got to roast back a little bit, but not quite as much. Um, I heard something I some actually, cause there's a lot of messages these days that yeah. come in and someone did ask me to ask you about the roasting, um, of your testimonial. And it was something to do with, I believe someone's name was Andrew. Andrew. Was that, he said, yeah, I don't know. Something about your roasting party, something I was supposed to ask you about. I can't uh, remember. Did something well, happen? Someone say something very inappropriate? I got, uh, it, it, to be fair, my best speech was at John's roast. But um, they, uh, yeah, there was a guy, what, Danger, Randy came over. And when when I invited him over, obviously I'm paying for his flight, right? So he's getting a free flight over. And he asked if his, one of his friends could come, a guy called Brad. That's what and, it was. Uh, Brad, not Andrew. Yeah, Brad. Yeah. So then, like, we obviously, we had the top table and... Um, and Brad's, <laughs> Brad's like sat on the top table. Everyone was like, who the hell is this guy? Nobody have seen him before. In our he's lives. just he, a friend of. Oh, yeah. He's just Danger's best friend. And he didn't want to sit anywhere else because he didn't know anyone. So he got, you know, got seats at the best, best head table, uh, head spot on the, uh, on the table at the roast. So, yeah, that was pretty good. Um, <laughs> Brad. And then obviously you have the game where the roast was on the, uh, the Monday game was on the Tuesday. So yeah, it was, uh, and then yeah, so well, that a roast, like you did a roast to Jono and to yourself. So like, I just don't know if I would enjoy a roast. I don't know if well, I would like was, people I was, telling I was me a bunch first, of mean right? things. I was first in the testimonials. So I was like testing the waters and Jono and Huey are sat there thinking, well, if that doesn't work and he doesn't make anything out of it, then we just won't do it. We'll just do something different. But the roast went down really well, actually, because G, uh, Jared Adams had one in Cardiff and um, Simsy had recommended it. So mine was good. And then two years later, we did Jonna's and Jonna did the roast. Huey bottled it and didn't have a roast because he was he was scared he was going to get absolutely rinsed apart, I think. so. <laughs> well, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how I would feel about people saying mean things to me. I don't think I could handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was all right. It, was, it, it hurt a little bit, but it was all good fun. <laughs> 
Yeah, I know it would be. I guess that's how we basically always talk to each other, right? In the hockey world. Yeah. We're really not very nice to each other usually. Yeah. yeah, and once that door gets shut in the locker room, it's frightening what gets said. Well, it's it's like my like when we go out for dinners or whatever and you get the couples, I always remember my wife saying, like, why are you being so mean? I'm like, what? I it's how I that's talk to normal. them. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have, you gotta have thick skin if you're in a locker room. Yeah. So I guess uh, my next question, then you probably already answered, but most memorable teammates would probably be that core you went through it with, right? Yeah. 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 Definitely like that. You know, the, the core group of well, I'm, I'm probably closest now with Jono and Huey, um, but obviously you add into that, you've got Danger, uh, Mona, Lehman, Rod Sarich, Leggy. Um, you know, those are the Scott. Scott Bassett, those are the guys that were were around there for a few years, and Finner as well. He was uh, he was there for quite a while. Um, you know what? And yeah, they're, they're the guys that are, are probably you know I spent the most time with in my career. So yeah, they're they're the guys that are their favorite memories and of all the, the favorite stories that come out. Well, I always find that like for myself, I guess it was the people I won with, like you have the biggest yeah. bond with, right. It's Correct. though yeah. the teams you, you win the league with or the teams you won the playoff with, I, I bet you those are the guys that are your closest yeah. friends. Yeah. 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 Like the year before actually when like, we were, you, know, you had Stefan Meyer on air a few weeks ago, didn't you? I think or... he's a dandy. Yeah. I had, well, I had him on, on his own and then I had him in the clan episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually got a good story about him when we were, uh, we, we were on the we were in Brayhead on the Saturday night and in Cardiff on the Sunday. So oh, we had Brayhead yeah. to Cardiff. <laughs> so we went from Sheffield to Brayhead, played a game and got on the bus and drove from Brayhead bus? all bus? the way. Yeah, bus all the way down to Cardiff and played in Cardiff on the Sunday night. So the doctor, like we we we'd uh they they'd got us like a hotel room when we got there, but we weren't arriving in Cardiff till like eight in the morning or something like that. So the doctors had like, oh, well, if you want to have a sleeping pill, you can have a sleeping pill on the bus and it'll help you go to sleep during the night. So like, I get in the alleyway on, on, on the walkway down the middle and Steph's in the other. So we've both got our heads together like this. And we've both taken this like half of a sleeping pill. Anyway, we we, we go to sleep and like I'm like fast asleep. And next minute I can hear like he's banging on my head like, wake up, Tomo. I'm like, well, what's up, mate? He's like, there's aliens everywhere and i'm like what have you taken i hope that was a sleeping pill he was like no no they're everywhere and i was just losing i was just lost my marbles i didn't know didn't know what to say everyone else was asleep so i couldn't even tell anyone so his sleeping pill worked a little better than yours eh? yeah he definitely had a better one than me <laughs> so. oh man no he seems like he seems like the type of guy that teams win with though. Like yeah, yeah. from meeting right. him, like he just seems like a great dude. Yeah. That, that year we had, we had a tough start to year. We ended up winning the playoffs, but about round about that time, actually, we, uh, we, we called ourselves Conair. You know, the film Conair, yeah. where you take, you can take control of the plane, but we took control of the team with various different things were happening off the ice. And Danny Myers was, a, was a ringleader and all that. Steph was another one. Like, and we were just, yeah, we we played the Conair theme tune as our win song, and yeah, it got us it got us a, a playoff championship in the end. So it was it was uh, pretty good. And uh, take well, it's when you got good people around that know the way things are supposed to be. Whatever it was, I'm sure yeah. there were certain yeah. people that said, you know what, this is not the way it's supposed to be done, right? Yeah, that, that is exactly it. Yeah, and we we found a way, and we still we turned. You need there. people to step up in those situations, yeah. right? Because exactly. if people don't step exactly. up, then it just 
go gets go you just press it down your leg <laughs> yeah yeah big time <laughs> <laughs> oh okay um i don't know what else i got about sheffield you got anything else to say about sheffield before uh we move on i don't know it's i don't know for me personally it was one of the you know so you lived there ten up. years and then you moved away right after. And well, ho- home is home is Manchester, right? So and how far is away that to Sheffield? About forty-five mile. That's it. Yeah, it's not. It's, I mean, that in your terms, that's not a lot, is it? Really? No. <laughs> no, it's about an hour, an hour and a half in a car. Which you know what, Sheffield is has been in my heart and will always be in my heart for the things that they've done and the career that they gave me and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I've got a lot of good friends over there. My parents have a lot of good friends over there because they always used to come to the games and you know what, it's uh yeah, it's a special place and a, and a special club to play for. That's for sure. And I'm just, uh, so do your kids kind of like we're going to school well, there. So, as well? so it, but Bailey who plays hockey, he's, he plays for the Manchester storm Academy, but he will walk in and talk to Ryan Finity and say, and Finney will go, what do you think, what, do you think we'll win tonight? And he'll be like, no, Steelers are going to win when they're playing the Steelers. And he'll, like, with the one game a few years ago, he was walking around the crowd. I'm like, where's Bailey gone? I look up into the Steelers fans. He's in the back row on the drum, banging the drum, trying to get them going with their singing. <laughs> so, he's, so he cheers for the Steelers. Well, he's 100% through and through Steelers, yeah, but he plays for the Manchester Storm Academy. <laughs> <laughs> he, but he like, yeah, he, he'll, he'll go to the practice with the Steelers jersey on. He'll walk into the, the Storm locker room and, and they'll be like, oh, what are you doing? But he's like, ah, I'm a Steelers fan, so don't worry about me. <laughs> like He'll just tell them all. Doesn't care. Like he's, you know, and that's, I'm proud of him for doing that, to be fair. And Yeah. You know, well, yeah. You got to be your own person. Yeah, don't yeah, be like everybody else. Both the kids were born in Sheffield. He loves the Steelers and he'll always love the Steelers, I think. But yeah, Finn, Finn always has a joke with him and, you know, he said you can't be supporting them when you, when you play for the Academy and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, that, that, that would be funny though. But then that's the ribbing the hockey players give each that's other, it. right? It's He's learning it at an early age. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm actually trying to train up one of my, one of my, uh, he's like my godson who's, whose dad's the coach. And the other day I was stood off the rink and he went past with snow on his blade. And, you know, when you just tap it on the glass and it hits people in the face, he did that to me. And I was like, oh, you're going to pay for this because he was on the ice. I went straight in the locker room, turned his hoodie inside out, tied knots in his arms and the same with his jog pants, like double, like really hard, like tied them all up. He was there till about 1030 at night trying to get the knots out of his pants because when he came off the ice, I was like, you won't do that again to me. So you got, you got to teach these kids young. Well, and you know what, that's the stuff, like when we talked about the transition out of hockey is like, we lived a life where there's these pranks and there's this funny stuff that happens every day. And you're hanging out with literally 20 of your best buddies every day. And then it just stops. And then all of a sudden you're like, nothing even happened today. It is. And then you're just like in complete boredom and you're like going under because nothing funny's happened today. You can't really go to a colleague and type and not in his high biz because he just won't get it the same way it, and we you got can't, it. You, you, you can't you can't chirp them the same way either no, like because you're getting a warning and you're getting the boot down from work so yeah yeah that's not allowed in the real world <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly that's so, why i come out to my shed folks like you know, three four times a week and people wonder in, why i do it so much right and it's like well all of a sudden i have funny stuff happening again this guy yeah, didn't play snippets. hockey till he was 17. And then he played over 10 years of professional hockey, folks. Figure that out. Yeah, uh, it was good fun. I, honestly, I wouldn't, I'd go back tomorrow if I could. Even, you know, losing Every, teeth. Everybody would, shots. right? 
oh, what I would do to go back. It was, I'm just now getting fat and old and drink too much beer and mm. I've got more chins mm. than a Chinese ch- uh, phone book. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah it's coming in quick. <laughs> I thought uh, about putting it, my snood on so you couldn't see it. It happens. I had to uh, come out to my shed and exercise by swaying back and forth. Yeah. That's how I get exercise now. Um, <laughs> but um, no, it's interesting, like the hockey, what it gives you and like the friendships. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I love this so much. I, like, I didn't know you till today. Now, when we have, if we ever see each other, we know yeah. each other. We can, can have, have a pint. Baby. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just love this. Like, I just connection it gives you. Yeah, it's so fun, man. <laughs> I don't know. Small <laughs> world, but you know what I mean. No, it is. Don't get too emotional on me here now, Wally. I'm not getting emotional. I never do on here. I've never <laughs> got emotional Actually, once on here. Yeah, like I've, I've, I'm in the last two years, really. I've I've only really realized what hockey actually taught me. And you know, I agree. like I've, you know, like I've, I've had a lot of stuff going in the last couple of years, which everyone's probably aware of. My my wife passed away. And it wasn't until that point I realized that like the training and the mentality of hockey, like how much it's stood me in good stead with the, the, the grieving process and all this different stuff and dealing with the kids and doing this and work and all that stuff. Like it's uh, just you know, being, what, and, like being able to manage a lot of stuff yeah, that... and, and, and mentally trying to manage it. Like it's, it is tough, but you know what I was, I would never said anything, never talked about anything. And now I, I would talk to someone if I felt I was struggling about it all. And, you know, you know what the boys are like. We don't like to show when you're in the locker room as well. You've, you've got to be, you know, you don't show any weakness and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's I'm not ashamed of crying in front of the boys now and my kids. And, you know, if I had to, I, I would. And if, if that's the way I feel, and it's good to just to make sure that everyone's all right now. I have definitely changed my views on, you know, making asking my friends how they are and stuff like that. So, well, it's yeah. You're right. Stop it. Now you're making me all, all emotional, but that's like, <laughs> but seriously, it's like coming out here and talking about all this stuff with other people um, yeah. changed my life. Yeah. Well, there you go. Like, you know, you, you, but you, you recognize that you were, you were maybe struggling with something and you thought, what can I do? And I don't know who gave well, you the like, idea. Whether, I, it, just, it just came to me or whatever, but it was like, I was sitting here like brain spinning for months yeah. and months. Like, what am I going to do in the future? No, Where is. am I going to go? Mm-hmm. What is how, you know, and it's just like, and it's, I remember being a hockey player and like, you love it so much and you want to be a part of it. And I was always thinking, I'm like, well, there's no way I ever could still stay in the game because I don't want to be moving all over like a coach has to. Yeah. Uh, my contacts for that are in Europe. Um, yep. I, I'd like my kids to grow up at home in Canada yeah. around family. Um, so that wasn't an option. And then you move home and you're like, okay, well, it's not an option. I don't even have contacts in the hockey world around here. Yeah. I've been gone for over 10, 15 years. And like, you, you know, it's a different place. But when I thought of this and then like, once I started doing it, I just like, I love it so much. I can't stop. It's like my wife told me last night that I'm like a, crazy ex-girlfriend in high school when I talk about this <laughs> <laughs> but you know what you found what needed to help you and, and you, you know good for you that you've found that now and, you, and you're and you actually connecting with guys like me that you've you know, we, you know we've only ever played against each other we've never talked to each other and basically given each other, well, each other and like the way it started was I was asked to go on a couple other ones and when I did it 
the the feeling afterwards of like getting things off yeah. my chest and like talking like my life had been dormant about hockey for five years. I never talked about it. People are out here. Don't want to hear me talk about what I accomplished. So yeah, I just yeah. wouldn't talk about any of it. Right. I just worked and parented and that was it. And I is like yeah. that whole life I had was just done. It was over. And um, now it's back and it's like, yeah. I can be myself and like, I can yeah. meet you guys and get more contacts. And like every time I it's, but I get to do it for everybody else. It's like, I like the memory that like my kids could listen to my career and find out about it. So I was like, geez, imagine I could do that for all my friends. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, it's, it's mega Like you get to live, you get to hear new stories. You get to, you know, look back on some of the old stories that you might have forgotten about the other guys remember. And cause that's my half, that's my problem. Like I can't think of half of the stories, but then you put me with Jono and Huey and we're like, we'll go all night. talking. And it about comes it. back like that. Yeah. Well, we, you know what we'll do? Cause I did the clan episode, right? Yeah. As why, you know what? I'm kind enough, even though yeah. you guys beat me and the card of devils <laughs> by two points. Yeah. And it wasn't cause we were hung over and lost 11, one folks, whatever it was. That it was a few. Of that. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't cause of that folks. Um, but no, why don't we do an episode with you guys? Like with those guys from Sheffield. And uh, I think the stories that come back that like, it triggers you, right? Like yeah. there are a lot of my life. I couldn't really remember until I came out here and started talking about it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it is. It's good fun. And like you say, it, it gives you that, you know, I, I feel better already after having talked to you about some of the stuff we've talked about today. Like it just feels like I've got some off my chest today and I'm, I've had a good day and it's well, been, yeah, it's no. Been and I minutes. honestly, I didn't know really how to bring up, like I knew about what happened with your wife and obviously it was kind of, I think it was so, like, I don't know when it happened, but like, I knew about it and I, I mean, I didn't know what to say, but like, it seems like, you, you, know, you know what, there's nothing, there's nothing anyone can say, you know what right. I mean? Like right. what happened happened. And you, you know what, if I can help someone who might be in my position now, then you know they're, they're, if anyone's listening then they're more than happy but feel like they can reach out to me through whatever platform they want to do and I will well the, help the setup it looks like you've done for your children and everything you would have had to deal with that you are yeah doing yeah, as I, well as you are and yeah. I mean it's a testament to you and the teammate you are and the person yeah. you are so well, I appreciate that and I, I also have a lot of support I'm lucky that you know, I'm at home. I have, I'm close to Vic's parents. I'm close to my parents. And I have a, a great group of friends as well here at home that, that hate me talking about hockey generally, but they're all, they're all, they, you know, they've been unbelievable over the last, especially over the last couple of years since, uh, since that. And, and you know what, like we can't, we can't stop living. You've got to keep living and moving forward and, and, and providing for your kids and, and also for yourself as well. So yeah, yeah. I, I would happily talk to anyone about it, you know, and if they ever need any help or they want some advice, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm all ears for that. And sometimes it's not about saying something, it's just about listening, isn't it? So, oh, yeah, no, for sure. It's uh, just being a good dude, right? Exactly. Being a good teammate. Yeah. And that's the shit you learn playing hockey and you don't even realize everything you're learning. And, and it's, guys holding each other accountable right you go through yep. your career and like you do something stupid the boys are gonna be like hey what are you doing yeah. that wasn't right like don't do that <laughs> and then yeah, you don't, don't do, do it. it you're like yeah okay <laughs> exactly because yeah 
yeah, and then you come out the other end 12 years later and like huh boys taught me a lot <laughs> <laughs> you don't realize it at the time until you get out there yeah, yeah. exactly it's, uh, yeah it's been yeah it's been a road that's for sure uh, it's a lot. It's a lots and lots of good memories. So yeah, yeah. There's a lot of twists and turns of the road, but like for when you see a guy that stayed on the same team for ten years, those are the great teammates. The guys that stay on a team that long, yeah. they are solid dudes. And it doesn't matter what team it was or what league. If you're playing on a team for that long, it means you're a solid person. Yeah, yeah. So that's what you know. We held other other people accountable as well when they came they came to us. Like like you said, we, yeah. we had a role as well. You know, it might not have been the, the scoring forty goals a year. I was lucky if I scored two goals a year, but I had another job to do. You know, hold people accountable inside the locker room if they were taking the piss or not doing what they were supposed to be doing. Like I would say something then, and the same with Huey and Jono and all those guys. We were all that was one thing we were all over. So and it worked. It did work. So. Yeah, uh, no, and that's what teams need, right? That's what everybody needs. Um, Exactly. Well, um, the only thing I'm going to say at the end, you know, because I don't have any sponsors for this pod, so I'm going to be my own sponsor. Aleshockeytales.com, folks. You can buy clothes now, apparently, which is hilarious. Thank you, Sean Collins, for for everything you've done for me, because this is all getting made in the UK. Shipping is all in the UK. I'm not really involved. So thank you. <laughs> Cause I'm kind of busy. <laughs> um, and uh, the Sundin jerseys up for raffle as well as a two ales and hockey tails Jersey. And uh, the money for the Sundin Jersey um, 50% it's 50, 50 is going to Toronto sick kids. Um, so yeah, buy tickets and help support uh, the charity. Right. Mm-hmm. Good thing. Um, but uh, you got anything else before we shut her down? No, thank you very much for inviting me. It's been, like I said, been the best part of my day. Oh, that's and, a, that, you know, that just warms my heart because like when I reach out to a guy like you, it's, it's kind of like a cold call, but not really because like, I you know don't, I, I don't know you, but like, and you know what, when, when I started following you, I was like, ah, I would like, I'd go on that one. If you ever asked, I'd always go on. And you know what, when you, when you put that call in a couple of days ago, yeah, it was. Things happen quick. Love reminiscing some good times and nice to get to know you and, if you're ever over in England and Manchester and you want to go for a beer and, and go maybe go watch a Man City game, then you let me know. Oh, it'd be awesome. I uh, Someday maybe there'll be like a whole UK tour the Waltons will go on, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got, you can stop off in Manchester and I'll look after you, that's for sure. Uh, well, no, seriously, thank you so much for coming on because the only way I can do this is when people make the time for me and are willing to come on and want to come on. And I mean, for me, it helped me. Um, the reason I got into this was because I wanted to do it for my friends and, uh, now I can do it for a whole bunch of people. And it's like, we would battle against each other and it was every game felt like life or death, but then like you come down to like five years later and it's like, well, that was just a game. And yeah, we lost two, one or they won three, two. And it's like, yeah, okay. Well we worked hard <laughs> and it was Bouncy's fault. Cause he let it in and yeah. 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 <laughs> Bouncy. <laughs> No, Bouncy's doing well though. I saw yeah, he just he, won their first game back, and uh, yeah, he's doing well. He's doing yeah. fair play to him. He's he's a hell of a goalie, that's for sure, isn't he? So oh, he's really done well for himself. And to see yeah. it, like you know, like it was his first year as a starter with me, or first yeah, year yeah. in Cardiff as a starter, and yeah. to see and what he grew into is something else. Great, great sense of humor and some funny jokes as well. He's uh, he's a beauty, that's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, and. Uh, if there's any Cardiff Devils fans listening, January 28th, you're allowed back in the arena, folks. 
Buenos for the boys, Jack, Evan, and Colby. Episode 115, throw Buenos on the ice at Sam Duggan. For my boys from my under-11 team, please. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you for coming on. I hope your boys like listening to it. And, um, yeah, let's set up a Steelers call with – I'll get Huey on too, but we'll set up a Steelers call with that core group, eh? Let's do it. It'll be a good time. Let's not talk about 2014-15 anymore. This has been another episode of Two Ales, Zero Ales, and Hockey Tales with Tomo and Wally. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. That's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott, I'm a cold band.